Welcome to the Iron Mind Podcast. Join me, Josh Brumley, as we explore the minds of those who forged their paths through legal battles, business triumphs, and creative conquests. In each episode, we sit down with inspiring individuals who sharpened their resolve in the fires of entrepreneurship and law. From lawyers breaking barriers to entrepreneurs overcoming obstacles, we uncover the stories behind their iron wills and innovative minds. Get ready for thought-provoking conversations, practical insights, and actionable advice. This is the Iron Mind Podcast. So you have you have a magic trick for us. Absolutely. Let's see it. Absolutely. Let's see it. What do you got? So, we always like to say, I like to begin every conversation, right? Like, the magic's within you. And, okay. Right? The magic's okay. within you. That's so, a very optimistic way to look at it. Okay. You have to, have, you have to be that person in life. Okay, so what are you going to do with this deck of cards? You're going to uh-huh. split it in half. So go ahead and split it in half. Okay. Well, you have to be 26. It has to be evenly split. So you have to do 26 and 26. I think I actually am really close. Look at that. You're very close. Oh, my gosh. But you're a little bit off. You're a bit off. Do you want to... Okay, there you go. Is that better? Do you want to count at least one side? If one's 26, the other has to be 26. Three, two, four, 25, 26. That isn't... Okay, so let me just say this. I done this magic trick early on today, and mm-hmm. the same thing. They're like, "No, I'm sure I got it at 26," and we betted on it, and I lost three hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so I was not gonna bet. I was like, "You want to bet?" And I'm like, I, "I've learned my lesson earlier today." I play a lot of Magic: The Gathering. Splitting the decks <laughs> okay. is a big part oh, of no, being a ca- card nerd. <laughs> yep, I'm sorry, I'm a card nerd. Oh, jeez, I don't know what's with you, card nerd. <laughs> okay, so then you're gonna t- just pick a deck or one of those, and then okay. split it. No, 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 just split, and then take your top, and then take your. T- Whatever. Take the top it. card or split it? Split it and then take that with you. Perfect. So Like this? Yes. Okay. So then I haven't counted that. I don't know how many cards are in there. I haven't even touched that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So then what we're going to do is we're going to pick a card from here. Any card. Do I show it to the camera? Yeah. Show it to the camera. Okay. Okay. Everyone saw it. Okay. Yeah. I didn't see it. Okay. okay. Now you're going to put it on top of there. Got it. Now. This is in the middle of the deck, okay? We can right. agree that's not the middle. Right. Okay, perfect. So then what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a card from top and bottom evenly, right? So mm-hmm. top and bottom. It's a little tricky because we don't want to take more than... Okay. I'm a little nervous because if it doesn't work out, then it's my on red... camera. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have any more red as a magician, but... Well. At least you have a, a side career as an <laughs> insurance salesperson. That's what I tell people. You know, if insurance all goes down the drain, then I have a side gig going on already. Okay, <laughs> I do corporate events. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is where it's a little tricky. We're going to go into the final cards here. Now, camera saw the card. You saw the card. Would this be your card? No. No. You're, you're, you're right on. It won't be your cards. So here's what I'm going to say. The magic's within you, right? Mm-hmm. So then you want to count how many cards do you have there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen cards. Okay. So now I haven't touched them. And you're going to do your own magic here. You're the card. Your card is going to be the fifteenth card there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. That's Flip it. this. Flip that. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Hey. Now, now you don't even need to sell now, me any insurance. I You're know. a magician. I'm I know you. I know you can do it all. So now you know. <laughs>
And that's how I sell insurance. <laughs> you have your routing account number to <laughs> So anyway, let's let's get to it. Um, I'd love to hear about your background as a, an insurance salesperson, the company you work with, how people can reach out to you if they have questions after listening to this podcast. Well, thank you. Um, I started insurance when I was 18 years old. It was my first job out of high school. I started cold calling. Uh, it's still one of my favorite things to do. I can cold call a, 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 you know, a phone book. Um, it's a beautiful career. I started at the end 18 uh, working with who today is still one of my best friends. He's a State Farm agent. Mm-hmm. His name is Hyde Tadavosian, so I do have to you know, <laughs> give him some respect there. Uh, still one of my best friends. And we he started his agency, I believe, six months before I you know, came on board. Um, we grew that agency together, and it was fun, and it was exciting. I then realized that work wasn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> I tell everyone I kind of retired at 24. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take your <laughs> This is it. I've worked enough. Wow. <laughs> so then I I didn't really, um, my mom owns a restaurant. And so we have a family business. And we said, we're just going to help out with that. Um, that does really well. So from 24 to 28, I really did nothing besides bird watch and learn magic tricks. And wow. Had a very easy 24 to 28. But I never let my uh, insurance lapse my licenses because you have to have a license for the state of Washington. Mm, okay. So I never let those lapse because I always knew insurance was something I loved. And uh, I always tell my team, it comes from you loving to be a protector of people. It really does. Mm. You have to have that in you in order to do insurance because you really are protecting people or being there for them their worst day. So I love that. And I, I love the feeling of people saying, hey, you know, Anel's my agent. You know, she has my back. It's yeah. going to be okay. Yeah. So at 28, I said, okay, I probably should start doing something with my life. <laughs> No more bird watching and magic <laughs> no more tricks. Bird okay. Or magic tricks or painting. Oh. <laughs> I've done a lot. <laughs> um, so then I said, okay, I reached out. I remember this, this story, right? I always tell my district manager um, one night, I was like, okay, I Googled district managers for farmers. And I wanted to be with farmers. And I got someone in, in Arizona saying, hey, you, you, you emailed the wrong person. Let me put you in contact with someone in Washington. Long story short, I went in for an interview and two months later, I had my own office. Two to three months later. Wow. Because I knew that's what I wanted to do. So that's a little bit of a background about insurance and I'm with farmers. I've been with them for five years now. We just we just had my annual review and it's gone by so fast. Yeah. I had some goals for my fifth year and it, they were achieved and uh, the next five look pretty Look pretty amazing here. So congratulations, yeah, congratulations. That's a little bit of my background. So, um, do you do every kind of insurance? What What do you like to sell most? What do you What do you like to do? Good question. I like to. If you're gonna be good at, just be good at one thing. I mm-hmm. always say that to myself, right? Be good at one. Be, freaking the best at one thing. And so smart. Yeah, I, I can't do it all. I stop from. You know, I I don't have the attention span to do it all. <laughs> Very sporadic, I tell people. So I focus on auto and home. Auto okay. and home, auto and home, auto and home. I can do everything else. I can do live. I can do commercial and all that. But for now, auto and home are my bread and butter. I'm really curious about how the recent changes in Washington State's credit checks for insurance pricing have affected what you do for business. Can you talk about the changes in the law for credit checks? Absolutely. This was after COVID. Uh, Mike Chrysler is the commissioner for insurance and he 
uh, put into effect the law that says that insurance companies can no longer use credit for premiums. Now, back, backed up on that, insurance companies use credit heavily for any premium. So then that was mandated effective immediately. So then what insurance companies had to do is they had to remove the credit score for really um, putting every individual in a sector. So they were kind of lost as what to do and how to really rate someone accordingly to earn, to earn a profit. So when that happened, all of our rates uh, were on an even playing field, I believe, for everyone who wanted to be, who came to the insurance market, right? Because now they're no longer getting hit if they have a lower credit score. Right now, now that that was all perfect for about eight months. And then what all the insurance companies in Washington did is they went against the state. And they said, we need to use credit scores. And anyone who didn't fall under that credit, you know, really sectors of people, um, they would call adverse selection. And they didn't want the adverse selection going into the preferred markets. And I think that's what they really stopped, really tried hard uh, and stopped that law into playing a, you know, have a, like a little further, um, how would I say that? Just being a longer law in effect. So that only lasted about eight months. And, and so there's a current lawsuit that the insurance companies brought against the state of Washington to stop yeah, that moratorium. And I, don't, and I don't really know how far that's gone. So those are those are legal terms. Mm -hmm. But what I do know now is that we only were able to use no credit scores for about eight months. And now you are allowed to use credit we scores again. To. Okay. We have to. Okay. Um, again, every insurance company in the preferred market uh, was not going to allow that state. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they just weren't going to allow it. And um, so now we use, we're going back to using credit scores and how that plays into effect with people paying their premiums. And we were speaking a little earlier off off camera is credit scores are heavily used for people's premium amount. Mm -hmm. And as we know, higher incomes means higher credit scores and they're going to be a preferred sector. So they will be able to afford really insurance that they need. Like we're going to go into PIP, EYM, they'll be able to afford it because of the credit score they're under or the zip code they're under or the demographic they fall under. Anyone who's out of that goes into the standard market and PIP, UIM becomes a lot like a lot heavier on premiums and it becomes a lot more expensive for that special sector of people. So if someone has a good credit score and a high income, their <clears throat> insurance is less expensive than, than someone who's not a, a middle class person doesn't have a great credit score it's actually more expensive and makes it harder if you're in a car accident to be made whole yeah absolutely i think that's a fair statement to say um so that's that's how that credit score works right wow so something something to keep in mind heavy stuff for the question one all right <laughs> all right um so let's start with pip i think a lot of people who who hire me as their car accident attorney, a lot of people who come here asking questions or call asking questions, people just don't understand what insurance terminology is. You're very passionate about it. You know, I'm relatively passionate about it. You are to passionate some, about okay, this. okay, okay, okay. Um, but, but I think a lot of people kind of their eyes glaze over when they talk about these terms. And so 
PIP is personal injury protection. Can you talk a little bit about what that is and what it covers? Absolutely. So one of my favorite coverages for anyone really out, you know, driving. Here's what I say. PIP covers the following. If I happen to hit you, right, it's my fault because it's a non-fault coverage. So it's odd fault, not at fault. But I happen to hit you, it's my fault. Uh, my liability portion will cover your medical, would cover your vehicle, will cover you know, rental car, so you're taken care of. But if I don't have PIP and it's my fault, then no one's gonna pay my medical. Or if I have passengers with me, no one's gonna pay their medical. So PIP covers my medical if I'm at fault, up to 10,000 or 35,000, depending on what you you know purchase for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that pays directly to the provider. It's a huge difference between UIM, and we'll go into UIM in a few minutes. But PIP will cover, it will pay directly to the provider for any medical expenses I need, up to $10,000. Now, mind you, that's really not a lot. Right. It's pocket change, really, um, for the medical, I'm actually, <laughs> the medical establishment. I'm, ri I'm writing a book right now, and one of the um, statistics that I've included that we just went over a chapter with my editor before this, the minor... What don't you do? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, doing I'm doing a lot. I'm doing a lot. I'm doing a lot. I'm trying to overachieve here. That's but good. But the statistic was actually that minor car accident medical bills total on average fifteen thousand dollars and most people don't have pip and pip covers ten thousand or thirty five thousand yeah so if you don't have pip imagine spending fifteen thousand dollars on your own medical bills or the medical bills of the people who are in your car when you didn't have the coverage in the first place you didn't have the money to pay for that coverage in the first place because your credit score was bad or because your income was so low that you weren't able to afford that part of the coverage and it's not a mandatory part of washington state's right. requirements so it is in oregon so maybe oh really oh oregon, gosh they, oregon you are mandated to have pip uim okay well that's good to know, know. um so it's just it's really tough to say like you know ten thousand dollars in coverage it seems like a lot of money for someone who doesn't have ten thousand dollars in the bank but when you're injured ten thousand dollars goes quick like you said i've always had a problem relating to people <laughs> okay. yeah because you know relate, so right? much about so, the about the policies you see the the terror and, yeah, and the, the and bad I think, stories be, you know here's the and i think thank you for bringing that to my attention because i am more of a liability person I need those 100, 300, 100, because I need to protect people's assets. Right. So when I think, and again, being, you know, I'm getting a different perspective because I'm like, 10,000 is nothing. Like, yeah. And I, I don't mean to sound pretentious, but I'm saying my point is I focus on people's liability. Right. So, but now that you say that, yeah, I think $10,000 is a lot. If 15, I, and I, I'm happy about that statistic. If 15, I thought it was more than 15,000. Yeah. Because that's, that's for the, that's the minor. That's so, the minor injuries. That's the minor right. injuries. Fifteen thousand is for minor injuries. Yeah. The average coverage so or 60, the average uh, medical expenses. Ten to sixty percent so, of that. So that's yeah. a pretty significant coverage. And have. and what we see is a lot of people don't have that coverage at yeah. all. And so that's the sad part of what I do is is analyze those coverages and say, oh my gosh, you didn't have PIP, you didn't have UIM, yeah. and they say, well, I, I thought I had full coverage. Well. Mm -hmm. Full coverage means different things to different people. Right. And that's just a generic term that people throw out. So when someone comes to you, and I know Washington requires for PIP a signed waiver, right? Can you talk about that? Absolutely. So that's one of the things that I'm very careful with in my agency. Um, and I'll tell you why. Um, so for example, if I go over this policy with you and you say you don't want PIP, and I'm like, okay, well, you have to sign this waiver that says I offered it. 
because the state of Washington puts it on the agent to do that job. Right. So I say, you don't want it. And you're like, okay, well, the signed waiver says they denied it. They waived the coverage. I love how they use those really nice words. I waived the coverage. Yeah. Well, that means you declare. Yeah, that's no, that's no way now. Yeah. Um, so then if they happen to be in an accident and they happen to use an attorney, all we have to do is send them that, you know, waived agreement that right. says they decided not to have it. So yeah. that's one of the things my agency takes very heavily. Like, do you know what you're signing? You know, an exclusion. Do you know what you're signing here in a UIM form? Um, but I'll tell you how that even relates to an insurance agent, right? I, um, I'm very thorough with having those on hand. Uh, I want people, but hear, hear me out, okay? I'm one of those people that I sometimes wish I didn't. I wish I didn't because my errors and emission will pay out on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So sometimes, and I love my people. I love our insurance. So you're almost like, so I wish I, like, I lost yes, that form I for them. Yes, I lost that, uh, exactly. So, we've, you know. We've had um, success contacting the agent for our clients and yeah. asking them to produce the declination page, yeah. the page that they signed declining that coverage. Yeah. And if they can't produce it, then they have to offer that. They and that's what you're yeah, talking about. Where, yeah. So any attorneys listening, please make sure you're following up. Don't just take your client's word for it and, you and have to ask look for that declination yes. page for PIP or UIM. Another thing, so, you know, I don't know what side I'm playing on. <laughs> <laughs> well, th that's the point, but, point of the podcast, so, to help people. So my thing is, you know, I, I love all my insurance and sometimes they're in an accident. I wish I didn't have it. Um, I will say in my in my tenure with insurance, I've only lost one. One and they did pay out and I was happy they paid out. Uh, it dinged me on my resident emissions. Uh, but that's only happened. But it once. helped that person. It helped that person. Yeah, I that's, sleep better at night. It helps me sleep good. better at night. That's good. That's what um, we have insurance for. That's what we have insurance for. <laughs> but I will say this: another thing is, if, as an attorney, you know, follow up with those forms. Uh, if it's DocuSign, ask for the summary of the DocuSign. Who signed that DocuSign? Yeah, and when? Mm -hmm, and when? So you know, you're, you know, the summary. I, I know how it I goes. I want that summary. Um, okay. Well, that brings us now to UIM coverage. So can you tell us what UIM covers, what it stands I get for? My, I want to get my cup on this thing. Make sure I oh, got the gotta logo get going. I got to get the logo get going. Got to get it in the shot Got to get here. in the shot. So can you go over UIM coverage, what it yeah. stands for, what it covers? Yes. So UIM. So I got to tell you guys, I ride motorcycles. I have a little Honda. And You do wheelies? You do any tricks? <laughs> no, okay, know. good. Don't say that. Okay. <laughs> but the reason why I say this, uh, going back to AM, and if anyone, I don't know, if anyone rides a motorcycle, make sure you get UIM in an umbrella. So get your one million with a UIM because you can actually use it for your own coverage under the underinsured motors portion of it. Mm. So, for example, UIM would cover the same scenario. Uh, well, in this case, you have UIM. I hit you, I don't have insurance. Uh, you call your agent. You call me because I'm gonna be your agent one day, uh -huh, right? You call uh -huh, me exactly, and then you say, "Hey, some knucklehead hit me with that insurance," and I'll say, "Don't you worry, I have you. I have you covered. Your vehicle we covered whatever limits you purchase. Uh, you can never purchase underinsured motorists higher than your liability. Okay, because you cannot ask or expect to be covered more than you're willing to cover others." And right now in Washington, the minimum is twenty-five thousand per person, fifty thousand per and occurrence. Ten. Yeah, and 10 for PD. Yeah. We need to Property damage. Do we have anyone listening? Do we have anyone listening? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so 10,000 is very little, right? Mm -hmm. Most cars are worth more than that. So anyway, so you have UIM, 
now you call me and you say, hey, someone hit me without insurance. And we'll say, well, we got your car covered. Right now it's going to be covered at whatever limit that is. It's usually $300 deductible at a collision shop. But then you're like, well, you know, they hit me and I'm hurt. I need medical. Well, most people don't realize, but UIM is paid as a reimbursement policy. It's not to the provider. So that's a huge difference between PIP and UIM. Right. Right. Uh, reimbursed or a provider. So if if you really want to have your medical covered, I would still choose PIP right. to have on top. Yeah. And so if <clears throat> you're injured by an uninsured driver, PIP doesn't pay you for pain and suffering, but UIM would. Exactly. And so that's the benefit of having both is that if your PIP pays out any medical bills, then your UIM can still make you Cover. whole for your lost wages and all the other things that are associated with a car accident that's not your fault when you're hit by someone who's either uninsured or underinsured. Right. Awesome. So having both of those, and I wasn't aware about the pain and suffering being under UIM. Yeah. So having both oh, of those. Oh, well, I'll teach you all about it. <laughs> I know, because I have an umbrella for it. <laughs> and that's the reason, so I ride, right? So my umbrella is at one million because mm -hmm. I know I can use it for myself. Right, right. See, so you're covered. Something you're learn. covered. You're so covered. I might be a little more dangerous on the road now. You can learn how to do wheelies. Mm -hmm. I um, remember when we started riding, my brother and I, my mom was like, well, she never stopped us from doing anything, right? She was like, I told mom, I think I want to ride too. She's like, okay, cool. She's like, call your agent. You need more life insurance. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, it is dangerous. Said, it's you know, dangerous, especially in Washington. It's wet out here. She wanted to make sure I ain't going out without paying her. <laughs> oh, moms. Um, Love her. So I want to make sure that we talk about pricing because that's a question that I get a lot from clients is I don't have PIP. How much is it going to cost? And I said, hey, I don't sell insurance. I just yeah. promote it. Yeah. Um, the cost of PIP and UIM my understanding was that it was negligible but what i'm hearing from you is it's really based on your credit score and your income and your demographics and all these other things that people don't have as much control over as you know going to a different store and buying a different type of apple you right. know it's not it's not that simple right. so uh, can you talk a little bit about the pricing for each and yeah. when you know if you're in the preferred market or the non-preferred market yeah absolutely and i think that's where you know we're we're okay with people paying more for more coverage, right? Where I feel the the preferred markets come into play, it's how much of a jump it is to purchase insurance. So, for example, let's say you're purchasing insurance for me, mm -hmm. uh, your liability is 120 because you're a preferred client. 120 dollars per month. 120 dollars per month, liability okay. only. Okay. And uh, you're a preferred client, and you said, well, now how about we add PIP to that? And I'm like, okay, perfect. Well, it's going to be 130. So a 10 dollar difference really. You know, it's not much. To add that 10000 in coverage, it's $10 a month difference. Seems like a good deal. Seems like I a good should deal. absolutely no brainer. Yeah. So, but you remember this, you're a preferred client. So it's affordable to, for you. Think of the same client now. So you come in my office, you're a standard client now, based on your credit scores, based on your zip codes, based on your demographic. And you say, no, I want to add PIP. You're falling under the standard, you know, company. Well, at this point, you're looking at 180 per month, about a, a, six, jump. a, a huge jump, where yeah. they almost make it inaccessible for you. So they won't tell you they won't cover you. They're just saying much more expensive because of your point. credit score and demographics. Right. What What's the credit score to change from being a standard customer to being a preferred customer? Do they disclose that to you, or is no. that all back office back stuff? Back office. 
but you yeah. just type in someone's name and they say this is the information that we have publicly available to us about exactly. josh brumley yeah and he's he he's never little... been in an accident <laughs> but his credit score is 620 yeah so he's gonna he's gonna be paying the higher rates exactly wow so and then we we never see that so that's to be complete transparent i never see it just any... tells you whether they're standard or they're no, preferred exactly okay so those two markets um you know something that we might be able to take a look at in the future it's state law you know so here's what happens so farmers submits for rating right they'll mm -hmm. submit for a rate they go through state of washington commissioner office they will not allow us to put, bring out new rates unless it is cleared by them okay. and once it is cleared by them then we can put that into effect and they're the ones that decide all the price premiums and prices and all the other so, good stuff actuaries decide all that gotcha so the person that's doing the actual pricing isn't necessarily the insurance company you guys are just deciding whether your your customer that's coming into your office is a standard customer or a preferred customer exactly and a preferred customer gets the benefit of discounted rates where a standard customer which is more likely the average person mm -hmm. it's higher rates and therefore it's less accessible for them to have to have PIP the PIP or in the UIM. UIM because it's a percentage of your policy and that percentage is higher for the person with the bad credit score exactly exactly now to be fair right it's it's insurance companies are going through something that they've never experienced before they haven't made a profit for five years and what they're doing is limiting the risk and I, I know we hear that often, right? We're just limiting risk. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got some true. backstage yeah, person. Yeah, that's... we're just limiting risk. So, so here's what the two words in insurance are right now. Severity and frequency. And that's what drives those premiums. Post-COVID, there wasn't as many accidents and as severe. So exit COVID season or COVID time, now we have more severity where now you don't see fender you know a little fender bender now it's like a total loss every single time and we have higher frequency so, so we're we, seeing more car accidents more car than we did pre-covid right and we're seeing them at a higher uh um, severity level. severity level wow so that's where insurance companies are having you know people that. forgot how to drive during COVID, i guess <laughs> they're huh? under stress they forgot to drive i don't know what's with them uh I don't drive, so I, I will say this. I hardly drive. I get driven around quite often. <laughs> you're chauffeured on your motorcycle? I don't understand. That's this doesn't make any time. sense. That's, okay. that's, uh, that's leisure time, but for oh, the most I part, okay. I, don't, I don't drive often. Um, but what I'm saying to that is, you know, to be fair, insurance companies are not making a profit. Right now, we have a combined ratio of 109. So what, did that, what does that mean? That means that for every dollar that's coming into farmers, they're paying 109 out. Wow. Yeah, so so we got to be, you know, we got to be objective to to everyone. Um, of course, these are big companies. Of course, they get, you know, corporate America. Nobody looks at them in a, you know, in the light. In a good light. Uh, in a good light. Um, but but it is true. They're they're losing a lot of dinero. Um, Nine percent. Where or, does where does farmers stand in relation to the other insurance companies with that? ratio is it is it on par with the others is it it's on par with every other preferred market okay so, so like geico's and all those yeah, other big names a, no so geico progressive they're not really called they're not really a preferred um they're not really a preferred company mm. usually they will actually take people who are more standard mm. um so preferred will be 
farmers, uh, State Farm, Allstate, anyone who really has an agent, um, that's really who the preferred market would go to, and they are actually are made for that kind of client. Okay. Uh, they have more access to an agent. They have more access to these conversations, right? Mm-hmm. I have these conversations on a daily with someone where someone who's buying from Progressive or Geico, unfortunately, does not get that treatment. Right, they get they're buying over the phone. They never see their agent. They don't really understand what they're purchasing. They just know that they need to have it, exactly. or they're going to get a ticket. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's it. Um, so we're we're kind of par and par with every other company, but right now we're at one oh nine, our latest um, combined ratio. And other other things with that is insurance companies. You know, for, for example, farmers, uh, they're kind of all oh, the West Coast will kind of get the same rating. And when you think about when you think about rates and premium, you take into account, you take all the losses that California experiences with wildfires or that their, you know, drivers experience. So it's really Yeah, LA hard. is a lot different of a world than Seattle. Yet we pay for them. Wow. Right? Because we're under the same bucket. So insurance is a bucket you put money into and should you need it, it's going to be there for you. So uh, it's a hard market. I don't foresee insurance rates, com- you know, decreasing anytime soon. If anything, they're getting more expensive. Then you think of insurance on a land, you know, the landscape of the business is we need to resell that risk. Then who's going to buy that risk? Because we're reselling all the time, right? So it's a huge. I mean, it's a huge business. I love it. I love the intricacies and nuances of it. Uh, but it is unfair sometimes to the daily, to the daily consumer. Yeah. Right. And now the car insurance industry is always evolving. So what kind of um, what trends should other car accident attorneys be aware of in the in the insurance industry what what changes should we be aware of well for example i think one of the things that and i love i love this word trending right because unfortunately and, and it's all kind of weird but if you look at whatever's happening in california in insurance so if anyone wants to know what's going to happen next in washington we trend the exact same way as california does Interesting. Yeah. We actually skip Oregon for some reason. They're on their own little <laughs> their, their own, own world. world. They're their own little world. But for example, I mean, even for a PIP, uh, PIP attorney, right, with Oregon, like I said, you must carry. An insurance company has to write with PIP and UIM. Hmm. It, they are not allowed to write without it. And here we Oregon. have the option to waive it. Exactly. Here we have the option to waive it. Let's go back a bit to that. Let's say that I missed having that signed form. Mm-hmm. Farmers will then say they missed having that form because the state of Washington now requires us to add it to them. So let's say you decide you don't want PIP, you never signed the form, farmers will automatically add it to you because the state of Washington requires them to do so. Got it, so they get that benefit if they can't produce that form. Exactly. That's good. Exactly. That's a a good law. (laughs) That is a good law. Um, So that's that's what happens with that. So if you wanna know what trends will look like, um, look at California whatever's happening there in the insurance industry will then happen in Washington. One of the things that's going to happen is, again, we're trending upwards. More expensive, more accidents, uh, more costly in your repair. So I think the one thing you might see more is those forms being so... Um, farmers has e-checkout now, so they want those forms faster now because they don't want to be involved in a lawsuit the next day. Um, so I think that's something you will see trending uh, a lot more where those forms will be required to be even signed pre-bind. I know California, actually, that's a good question. 
I think California now, it's a pre-bind contingency. So that says we will not sell you insurance unless you sign your, you waive these coverages. Or you accept, or you these accept coverages. the coverages. Got it. Another thing you will see trending now, and it's happening in Washington with State Farm is they no longer can bind coverage that same day. Hmm. So that means they have a three day, seven day, right? So you can buy the coverage today. It just won't be effective until seven days from now. Yeah. So you will see that a lot more again. They're trying to make a profit, right? They they want to make some money here, um, and that's how they're stopping that risk. And I will say that you know I will say this. I we have a saying, and I have a saying in the office: new business runs hot. Your six months for a new insured are their hottest months. What does that mean? They're going to get an accident. You're going to take it, and usually they come with a total loss. So um, so that's the trend you'll see: uh, pre buy contingencies for new driver for you know anyone starting a new policy. Um, binding authority being delayed for agents um, seven days or so you know uh, whatever the company wants to make the rule wow so um, so you'll see that more often uh, a fact uh, again I keep talking about my book because that's just you know what's at front of mind right now I just yeah. finished a book meeting with my editor but one out of every five drivers in Washington is uninsured I yeah. don't know if that's a fact that you're aware of in the insurance industry it makes sense that you'd be aware of it yeah. and it's front front of mind to you but if anyone's uninsured right now what do you recommend them to do here's what I would tell everyone right now get a policy in place because it's only going to get more expensive this insurance is not going to get any cheaper get something in place that is within your budget is in your means um and then so here's here's how that looks right so the first six months are being your most expensive months um get what you can afford don't try to get all the perks and everything that you you know bells and whistles because it's just something unaffordable for you right now and i always tell everyone right if you're in a standard market which I work a lot with as well. I'm also very stern to say, hey, we're gonna make you be a preferred client. My goal is for you to be a preferred client for every company to want you. I just ask for loyalty that you don't leave me, right? Because yeah. you don't look good in six months. Yeah. You can't leave me. So, <laughs> and that's very up for, you know, yeah, yeah, upfront yeah. because nobody else can do it as fast as I can to make you go from a standard to a preferred client. And how do I do that, right? The first thing I have is a very, you know, heart to heart, but stern conversation. I need you to buy what you can afford because right now we're creating a habit of paying your bill on time. We just want to create a habit. Okay. So don't go asking for PIP and UIM if it's out of your budget. Just get what you can afford. We want the high, you know, we want the 5150. We want to make you look preferred already. And in six months, I'm going to take you from my standard company to my preferred company. And then I would then offer you PIP and UIM. But let's say you are like, you know what, now I kind of learned this budgeting thing for the first three months. I think I'm ready to add PIP and UIM month three. Mm -hmm. Give me a call. Let's discuss it. We'll go ahead and add it midterm. And that's okay as well. So people don't need to have PIP and UIM when they first buy their insurance. They can add it anytime. Exactly. Okay. So okay. Get, get what you can afford. That's the first thing I would tell people right now. If you want to have insurance, because it is true, one out of five. It used to be one out of three. Oof. It's one out of five now. And it's going to get worse as people come to, you know, with the cost of living being so high, I can see why. I always tell people, insure, and you know, I tell my team, you got to be thankful they're paying for this product because you're offering them nothing. You're like, oh yeah, it's gonna be three thousand dollars, six thousand dollars. Give me your red, you know, they don't round leave with a new. They don't leave anything. with anything tangible. Yeah, no. You know, you're not giving them. You know, it's not a cop. It's nothing you're giving mm -hmm. them besides, yeah. oh yeah, I promise I'm gonna be there when you need me. Yep. And please sign those paperwork, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I you know, 
get insurance that you can afford. Get it now because it's going to get more expensive. There's going to be more loopholes for you to jump through. There's going to be binding restrictions. Get it now. Get used to the habit of paying your bill. No accidents, no tickets. And in six months, you'll be a preferred client. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining well, us. This you. was really educational. I'm sure we'll have you back on for another episode so. to talk I about more we, things. I hope you heard of uh, so. And more magic tricks. More I magic hope tricks. at the next episode we get some magic tricks as well, some new ones. Um, well, thank you guys for having me. It is a pl- it's been a pleasure. I want to make sure honor. before you put your jacket on, speak right into the camera. Tell them Instagram, social media, all of your... Oh, what is my Instagram? You got to know it. Galicia <laughs> Insurance. Galicia Insurance Agency, something like that. Something, something like something, that. Something, something. Okay, so <laughs> she's like, I gotta look. I, I got a social really media person for this. That's I okay. Do. I got a person I really for it too. I, uh, I, I don't know. know. I don't want to okay, be all. So, so first and foremost, I hope you saw my magic tricks. Okay. <laughs> you can reach me at 253-507-2788. You don't have to call. You can just text me. I'm available 24-7. We have a great team who's available for you 24-7. Um, have your routing account number ready and your credit card if you're going to get insurance. That is the way my insurance company works, my agency. We are there to get it done. Uh, but if you have any questions, uh, feel free to reach out if you have any really pertaining to anything about insurance. But 253-507-2788, I will be, it would be a pleasure to be your agent. Uh, just just get insurance. It's, <laughs> it's a great thing to have when you need it, you know, you need it. But um, give us a call. On Instagram, it's Galicia oh, Insurance Agency, right? Yeah. 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 G A L I C I A Insurance Agency. Yes, it is wonderful. Everyone's doing everything on social media nowadays, yes, so, yes, so so they can they can actually get a quote from messaging absolutely. your your Instagram. That's yeah. that's helpful. And my whole team is available on Instagram and Facebook and texting everything else. And you know, if you need a call, call, but use it as your last resource. <laughs> Great. Thank you for joining us. Look forward to talking with you again soon. Thank you for having me. Thanks.